Welcome to Applicant to Alumni. I'm Joel. And this is Mark with the podcast that helps build a lifelong relationship between your school and your students. Thank you for joining as we build a journey that lasts a lifetime. Thank you all for joining us again as we go on this journey together, making college an overall better place for students. Very excited to discuss integrating alumni relations into the undergrad experience today. Uh, In future episodes, we're definitely going to look at how alumni relations uh, relates to non-traditional students. But today, Mark and I are going to be talking about that undergrad experience. Yeah, I think, Joel, a good place to start is uh, looking at mistakes. Yeah. Like from your experience as an alumni director, that is often uh, what's what's a mistake maybe that you often see made by colleges mm-hmm. in relation to their alumni? Yeah. So great question. And the biggest mistake is not having an intentional plan. Mm-hmm. And so many times I've had alumni people tell me and I experienced this when I started in that realm. No exposure to the students until the day of commencement. And you go to graduation rehearsal and you're like, hey, I'm the alumni director. Welcome to the Alumni Association. And they're like, who are you? What's the Alumni Association? And it's really bad time to start. Um, then it's just too late to really start that relationship at that point. Well, what are what are some ways that, um, you know, as as you look at the alumni relations, what's a way that you can become integrated into a student's undergrad experience? So even, right. you know, obviously before they're an alumni, they have to be an undergrad. Right. Where's a way to connect there? For sure. Um, and there's some people who do this amazingly well at, at a lot of Christian universities around the country. But some things I learned, anytime you can get in front of future students and parents, like at new student weekends, like when they would come to register, right. I would get 15, 20 minutes with that audience and get to say, hey, graduation's coming. Like, I know you're you're a freshman right now, but four years from now, graduation will be here. Here's what alumni are doing in your field. And you just plant that little seed in the very beginning. Other things, alumni guest speakers, like a lot of professors really like bringing in alumni. And a lot of them make the mistake, I don't know if mistake's the right word, but they could do it better. Sure. So yeah. they're not doing best practice by saying, the business department's bringing in this alum, but they're not connecting alumni relations to it. Right. So students will go, well, that's an alum, but wait, here's this department on campus that helps coordinate all of those things. So you miss out on that opportunity. Um, coffee nights on campus. Oh, that's and great. most every college has a coffee shop of some type right. or another now. That's essential. And you offer free drip coffee to the students and then have alum come in from different fields and it becomes a networking night. Um, it can be a Q&A, it can just be a mentoring night, whatever you want it to be, but it's just a chance to get your name out there. A couple other things, thank you days during the year, mm-hmm. have students write thank you notes to donors and record videos and take pictures of thank yous to donors. And you just get the chance to develop them for several years saying, this is what alumni do, they give back, these are why these names are on these buildings, that kind of thing. Um, and then do something fun. Uh, one that I did at my old school. Have you ever seen the show, The Cash Cab, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So where I was at, we had golf carts everywhere and driving around. So we had a big six seat 
golf cart. We put a disco ball on the inside. We put lights and music playing and a big sign on top called the fire cab. And I would have a guest host with me every week. We'd record it. We'd go live on Facebook or whatever. And we would ask the students, we'd pick them up, take them from wherever they were going to the other spot on campus. And they would answer trivia questions about our school. Oh man! For everyone they got right, they got like two bucks, yeah. something like that. And they could win like $25 altogether. We got alumni to sponsor that. And then alum would be on the FaceTime call or they'd be in the cart with me or a VP or something. And it just became known as this alumni thing. Like if you ever saw the fire cab out, students were running to get on it. So something fun just for recognition. That's really cool. Yeah. So in your role, Mark, in admissions and enrollment and all of that, how do you think you could bring alumni relations in so that applicants kind of get exposed to the concept? Yeah, I think it's a that's a great thought. You know, just like you were talking about how do you connect the student while they're there to the alumni? Right. Same principle, you know, how do you connect a student to alumni even before they've perhaps even chosen the school? Right. It's all about connectivity. You know, one of the things I like to think about is how soon can I make that student feel like they're a part of of the college, of the campus? Mm-hmm. And so I know a good practice is to utilize alumni early in the process. Okay. So it might be alumni that are, you know, you may have alumni on your campus that can yeah. be part of a visit. You know, we are always trying to figure out what's the best way to get students to visit our campus. And so when we are crafting what that visit looks like, we literally try to have uh, perspectives of alumni and the presence of alumni. So we recruit the children of alumni. I mean, that's probably right. one of the easiest ones. Yeah, it's for just sure. to look, hey, you've got this base of people who are probably fans anyway. Right. Their children have heard all these crazy stories about, you know, mom or dad when they were at the school. So they have <laughs> a familiarity. So man, what a great source to to go after these students who are the children of alumni. Mm -hmm. They've already got that great knowledge. Um, Showcasing alumni in any of the material that you use for recruiting. Uh, So often in recruiting, you know, you're kind of recruiting the student, but often you're recruiting the parent as well. Yeah, right. So any information that's going out, what can you say to highlight alumni? Because students can start to associate that college with an alumni who has success, and then they identify with that, think, man, if I go there, can I have that kind of success? Mm -hmm. So it's just this this connectivity, um, having notable alumni during the recruiting visit. Um, I've been at a university where many times on recruiting days, we'll have inspirational videos that highlight some of our alumni that have gone Mm -hmm. on uh, and performed in multiple fields throughout the country and the world. And then on that visit, we, you know, you make the connection. Hey, listen, these alumni that we just looked at, they were on a visit just like you were years ago. Um, come to this university and you can possibly have mm-hmm. that type of experience. And then one of the things that uh, the college I was at, on our visit days, we had a phenomenal relationship with our uh, alumni. And they had the alumni council actually sponsored everything that happened on that visit day. Wow. Uh, so we had you know coffee and donuts when they came to the, the admissions center. And then mm-hmm. uh, we had a lunch and all the things that went into it, we gave T-shirts away. So they had to have swag with our name on it. Of course. Yeah. All of those things were that money was provided by our alumni. And we had a, uh, the vice president of our alumni association shoot a little video of greeting. Yep. And just, you know, there, so there's a presence 
of that alumni. And so you're saying, listen, you're at the beginning part of this stage. Yeah. What could it look like if you become a part of uh, our university family? And then, you know, what's it look like on the mm-hmm. other end? That's great. I One of the things you said about recruiting kids of alumni um, reminded me of one of the favorite things I experienced as alumni director. Sorry, I'm going off script here. So bear with me. No, that's but, good. Um, I love it. I used to really enjoy when like freshmen alumni students would come up to me and say, I heard this story my whole life. Is that true? <laughs> and I would be like, yes, it's true. Uh, right. Here's what, here's all the facts, you know, especially if it was an incident that happened when I was a student. Right. Um, that was a lot of fun. But they were like, there's no way that happened. I was like, yes, it happened. It happened. But that's, that's a fun a alumni moment there. Yep. So, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. You know, when you think about this, so you have to be intentional, mm-hmm. uh, having that presence, being involved and being known by the student. In your opinion, does this have you know possible budget impacts? I mean, is it, there anything like that that you've thought about? It can, and and especially when you're looking at doing something new, that's a big concern. Like, is this budget neutral or does it have a budget impact? And uh, it can, but with really good planning, you can do a lot of this stuff for minimal cost. Yeah, because um, it's just being a presence and it's communicating with alum, getting them to come visit. Um, if you're getting into print material or video production, you may have a cost with that. Um, and then if you're going to do the coffee night, I mean, you might end up sponsoring 100 cups of drip coffee. Right. Um, so it's not a huge, huge thing, but it but it definitely can happen. But if you're planning ahead, you incorporate it into some things and you get the alum to sponsor some of it like you talked about right. and you're good. But getting through all that, Mark, you know what time it is? What it's time for now? It, it feels like it's time for what not to do. What not to do. All right. So um, I'll go first if I can. Okay. All right. So fundraising, alumni relations, just advancement, development, whatever. You do a fundraising plan. It goes great. Like you try something new and you think maybe we'll get $50,000 out of this. And you get like $250,000. You're like, woohoo. <laughs> next year rolls around and you're like do it again do the same thing and the second year you you raise like 50 yeah and you're like what happened so what not to do don't just duplicate mm. to duplicate right it's how we've always done it doesn't mean it's how you should always do it um so always look for ways to tweak something um or a way to make it a little bit better the concept can hold true but you can't you can't just run it into the ground. Always keep yeah. it fresh. What no, do you got? Great. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking along the exact same lines there. You know, you do not want to get into the habit of being, you know, too cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You have a process. You feel comfortable with the process. It seems like it's getting results. But anytime you do that, I think you you run the risk of, of losing out on maybe being innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thinking of it in the sense of setting up visits, uh, outreach communications. You know, it seems like it wasn't too long ago that the greatest way to communicate with students was email. You're like, oh, it's free. Yeah, we can do right. it. Students aren't reading their email, right? So if I'm thinking to myself, well, this is a great way to reach the masses and it's pretty inexpensive, well, but it's not effective. Right. right? So you have to, uh, sometimes cookie cutter is great. Sometimes you have a great system and it's working mm-hmm. But you don't want to fall into the trap of just doing something to do it. You have to be willing to explore something and maybe even try that new. Yeah. Well, that leads me into our 
applicant to alumni nugget of the podcast episode, nugget of the day, whatever. Um, And there's two ways to say it. You can embrace the mistake or not be afraid to fail forward. Um, So, you know, we talked about not doing the same thing all the time. And you said, don't do that cookie cutter thing. Well, a a, a part of that is trying new stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to always fail because you won't have a job anymore. (laughs) But sometimes you've got to try something new and realize, okay, the whole concept there didn't work, but parts of it did. And so don't be afraid to fail forward, embrace the mistake, learn from it. Yeah. And, and, and you, as you do that, you just get better at predicting being to have that gut feeling of what will work. And then if you if you further educate yourselves like we're doing, you learn how to use data and statistics to exactly. help guide your decision making. And, you know, but, I think uh, even, yeah. even with that, uh, you know, being having a team concept inside of the decisions that you're making. Yeah. Uh, whether it's just a situation where you're brainstorming, you're trying to come up with ideas. Uh, but when you when you have a culture where where you're it's OK to do that, mm-hmm. you can embrace the mistake. Because you know that, man, we gave it our best shot. This didn't work. But what we've learned from it is just as valuable uh, as as maybe something that would have been successful because it can turn into something great. So I, yeah. I really like that. I like that idea of embracing the mistake. Not that, you know, like you said, you don't always want to fail. Yeah. But yeah. If, you, if you do this long enough, you're going to have some, some yeah. things that don't go exactly <laughs> like you wanted them to. For sure. Uh, but if you can't embrace it, then I think you can find something that's definitely worthwhile from it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're wrapping things up, but I got to tell you, I am so excited about our next episode. Big news. Because we're we're expanding. We're going to have a guest. Nice. And uh, our first guest for our podcast is going to be Dr. Brian Allen, and he's a uh, vice president of institutional advancement with over 30 years of experience in the world of admissions, but not just admissions, because I know we're talking about that. That's the applicant. Yep. But he's also been involved with development. So he gets the world of the alumni. Uh, and dealing with alumni, dealing with donors. Uh, mm-hmm. but like I said, he has so much experience with admissions. He literally has spent his career uh, running the gamut from applicant to alumni. That's awesome. So I'm excited to have uh, Brian Allen as our guest on our on our next podcast. Mm-hmm. That's great. And anybody who uh, has a question leading into that, make sure you listen to our outro here from the podcast because you can figure out how to get in touch with us. But uh, this has been fun, man. This has been great. I really appreciate it. Excited to be a part of it. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions, please email us at applicant2alumni at gmail.com. That's applicant, the number two, alumni at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at app. Two alum, the number two in the middle. And on Instagram at app2alumni, there's a two in there every time.